0: It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion
1: of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello, welcome to the Panacea Concept. Today is a news-based episode. Uh, So I do, for those of you unfamiliar, I do a health-based episode uh, on Mondays of the week, the Monday of the week, um, or on Mondays as it's commonly referred to. And on Thursdays, I do a news-based episode. So today, news-based, what do I have for you? So today, uh, I'm going to be showing a little bit of footage from the North Carolina rally at rally um freedom rally there you go three rallies i did it. and then after that we'll be talking about how the world health organization back in february said that there was way too many unknowns and that the people should not be thinking about doing a a vaccine passport for travel um and uh yeah very interesting how, on how you can find uh, conflicting information within organizations it's almost like there's not a, a one-size-fits-all answer to things and that people actually have to make up uh, their mind and look at the the overall picture when thinking of, of making big policy changes. But anyway, uh, then after that last uh, in the episode, we're going to be talking about Kerry Mullis and how he said in context that the PCR test should not be used in the way that it's being used right now. And back Uh, during the uh, AIDS epidemic or the AIDS, um, um, you know, the time where people were really, really heavily invested in in talking about HIV and AIDS. Um, In context, you know, you can find fact-checked articles uh, where they say the inventor of the PCR test did not say, um, you know, so-and-so. So this is the video that actually proves what they're saying is a complete lie, whether they did it intentional or unintentional but that link is going to be in the show notes i'm going to be showing the video here and um and yeah in its entirety uh not quite its entirety because it's at like a q a section of a, a of some conference and so it's three and a half minutes where you get to see him answer the question in context and um and it seems he seems pretty it seems pretty conclusive what the test is supposed to be used for, and it's not supposed to be used for diagnosis, but we'll get into that in a second, or at the end of the episode anyway. Uh, So first up, my North Carolina rally, Freedom Rally experience. I have a short little uh, clip, uh, about a minute that I'll play for you, and and then I'll come right back.
2: It's gonna take work, and it's gonna take us doing what we're doing right now. All of the people who are out here right now, we've probably seen each other countless times over the last year. Reopen NC. Get rid of Roy. Go to one I let them talk because no one's listening to them. We have to listen to them
1: because hey, ear regardless of what
2: they're saying, whether it makes sense or not. No one's listening to them. They're hurting. They are hurting. We have to pray for them. Where is your prayer closet? Please go to it. Please go to it. Yes. Yes. I don't want to go get long-winded, but education is definitely where this all starts. Um, Outside of what I do with Blexit, I work with uh, Sloan Radchmidt, uh, Danielle Robinson, Luke Smith on something called Education First Alliance. The last, the last couple months we have been able to get students together and get them a patriotic education, get them a sense of community. It has been beautiful. The kinds of things that these students will come up and say to us outside of, of the, the meetings, during the meetings. We had a, uh, a debate night. That was our last event. It was a debate night. And we allowed the students to come up with whatever topics they wanted. We had things ranging from Peppa Pig being a better TV show than Caillou, and when I, that one won. That one won, and it was great because of how in depth they got.
1: Okay, so the so yeah, so that I, I've been to two. This is my second one, I believe, and uh, this one is. Uh, it was in the same area as the first one, and this one had a little different atmosphere. So uh, they had counter-protesters there, and they had um, uh, the group that I was going to listen to and see what they had to say and and support uh, You know the overall message of freedom. Uh, they had a—I I don't know who the Proud Boys are, but um, they had uh, those people there for security reasons, basically, because— of the counter protesters and how um uh, these these sort of people who try to stop protesters by by silencing their voice it's a very confusing topic for me to talk about because I don't understand the rationale of stopping people from expressing their protests their opinions um when it's not like it's not violent and it's not like um, you know anything it's for freedom <laughs> the, the rally is for freedom but what they do to show up is they try to paint the the rally as something that um, uh, uh, has to do with racism or extremism or any sort of negative isms and what they did was really kind of show that you know really a good comparison between the the groups basically uh, although I don't um, blanketly agree with anyone in any group. Um, you know, I have my own mind. But in the Freedom Rally, these people, which at, you probably heard on the, on the video, And what they would yell would be various things, anything to get the person to pay attention to them and uh, or to aggravate people and really instigate violence. They did even, uh, I think even on that clip, you could hear someone uh, make a threat over the loudspeaker, said, I will, uh, I will beat you up or I will, yeah, I will F you up. I will F you up, which I think could be construed as a, sh- a threat. Uh, yet the police there didn't um didn't do anything about that uh they also uh the the group that i was uh there to see they had a permit and uh and so they were doing every all the protests going through all the protest rules and um and the other group did not have a protest to be there obviously i don't think the city would permit uh, or give a permit to two protests that are in conflict of each other and uh in the same area as well so um so there was an illegal i guess it would be a illegal protest although i think people shouldn't have to fill out any uh you know uh, request from the government to protest doesn't kind of make doesn't make sense to me but but anyway in this case um yes the rules were not followed by the other side the other side uh, or the other group were um being really derogatory saying really uh uh, hateful things and um and so yeah so i went there with my um with my wife and mother-in-law and it was kind of um a dip- different atmosphere from last time and they had the uh, proud boys uh, throughout and they were wearing masks which uh, i i was confused by i was like is are these people here to intimidate us or what i don't know uh, cuz i got there a bit late and then i went into the i just you know went ahead anyway but the um but you know, a bit uncomfortable. And, uh, and yeah, and so it is weird to hear for like an hour, hour and a half uh, of, of trying to uh, blare megaphone sirens and trying to yell derogatory things and how the news didn't report on that part uh, over here in North Carolina. They said nothing about the uh, the people not having a permit. They they didn't say anything about um, them saying making threats and being threatening uh, from their side of the street. And, um, and you know yeah, and trying to uh, just instigate fights. That's what they were there for. I don't know if they were paid uh, by any group, but it seemed like they had an objective was to start a fight. And um, and yeah, and obviously the peaceful group of citizens that I was there to to see and, and hear, um, you know, that's not what we're about, and that's not what they're about, and um, and yeah, it was more about trying to empower people to to live without the government suppressing our freedoms. And, um, and yeah, so that was my experience this rally. I hope there are more. And, and, and to be honest too, uh, there wasn't as many people as I thought should be there. Um, uh, but in other, other parts of the country, other parts of the world, they also had the March 20th um, Freedom Rally. So you can see some videos if you look that up. And, and there were pretty, pretty sizable crowds um, that I saw in Canada. Uh, their freedom. I mean, they don't have much freedom to begin with. So I'm like, when you take even more away from them and hello, whoever's listening from Canada, I know I have some viewers there. Um, so, you know, they're, I think, finally standing up and, uh, and and doing more, trying to at least preserve the freedoms that they do have and not have more restrictions put on them. So, um, so yeah, so there were larger protests um, in North Carolina, I feel. And I'm and I'm going to be part of an effort, as well, to help grow a grassroots movement, a peaceful movement. I don't know if anything's going to be taken out of context in the future, but anyway. Um. So, to to help grow a grassroots uh, grassroots movement, because I think that because there's a lack of community here. Um, uh, larger community that there's just like a lot of separate people. And, and honestly, too, one last thing I forgot. There were three rallies in North Carolina: one in Charlotte, one in Matthews, and one in Raleigh. Which I think if you're gonna do um, if you're gonna do multiple rallies, then that's kind of gonna dilute the crowd size as well. But uh, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so I'm gonna help. With that I don't know how long that's going to take or when that's going to take effect but um, I was um, I I am volunteering for that as well because I think if if we can just talk to each other that will that will really um, that will really disperse the fog of misinformation that the government is pushing on people uh, I mean they're repeatedly they keep they keep lying uh, about everything that that they're doing they're saying that the Mask work. We have we have the the science, and then when you go to the science, uh, even the CDC report that they um, did recently or study that they did recently, they found a what point five percent reduction in um, in cases, which honestly is it's within the statistical margin of error when it comes to um, whether it had an effect or not. So, in other words, it really didn't have a significant effect, and m- most likely it was just um, the person who, who did this study, even, um, you know, having that bias look towards effectiveness uh, skewed the numbers. But anyway, so they keep lying about everything, restating over and over and over again, because repetition is a good way to brainwash people. And if you keep repeating that the vaccine is safe and effective, uh, you, you, you lied on three counts there. You, you said vaccine, technically not really a vaccine. It's a gene therapy. Uh, it doesn't actually uh, have a pathogen that you know, anyway, um, and then they're safe and effective, uh, according to the far, the pharmaceutical company that made it and, and uh, formulated the study and paid for the study and, and so forth. And there was this uh, Washington Times uh, article that I read recently today, and I don't, I think it's only a couple of days old, where um, some people from the CDC actually conducted an investigation on the AstraZeneca. Vaccine and said that the way they presented the numbers was misleading, and that if you included one more month of um, of of the numbers, then it would actually drop the efficacy rating down to, I believe, somewhere around 69%, 70%, um, and. And yeah, and so it was. It's not 90, 95 percent effective, depending on how you dice up the numbers. And and the more honest you are about the numbers in the trial, uh, the more you're able to see that that's not effective whatsoever. And 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 what's your definition of effective? Anyway, go back to uh, last episode 144 if you want to learn more about the immune system. Uh, there's definitely a lot more to learn than that one episode. But this is more about how blood protects you from disease uh with certain factors and things like that the, the immune system is complicated and what the the vaccine and the vaccine manufacturers are really looking for is just an antibody response that is one mechanism out of uh you know perhaps dozens perhaps hundreds of mechanisms that the immune system uses in order to function and keep people from having a disease uh, or having symptoms as uh as we're now um, more people are becoming aware that disease just means symptoms. It doesn't exactly, it doesn't mean, uh, I think most people have it in their mind that a disease is something like you just catch it and, and you know, you're lucky or unlucky depending on your genetics and just some type of lottery, um, but disease just means symptoms and symptoms aren't everything and there's a lot more to it and it's just the same way your immune system isn't just about antibodies it's it has many other factors uh go back to uh 144 if you want to learn a bit more about that uh one aspect one vantage point of the immune system the next thing up is the uh the who the who is Uh, Speaking out against vaccine passports as of February 5th, 2021, Um, it says that it doesn't recommend it because there are uh, remaining uh, there's there's unknown unknowns, there's too many unknown unknowns. So a a number, this is from the, the article that I have linked up in the show notes. Uh, under scientific considerations part of the article, it says a number of scientific unknowns remain concerning the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. Efficacy is preventing disease and limiting transmission, including four variants of SARS-CoV-2. Duration of protection offers, offered by vaccination, timing of booster doses, whether vaccination offers protection against asymptomatic infection, age and population, uh, groups that should be prioritized for vaccination, specific contradic- contraindications, how long before travel at vaccines should be offered and possible exemptions of people who have antibodies against SARS-CoV-2. I believe they're referring to um, natural immunity, basically. So, um, yeah, so too many unknowns. Their stance uh, in this article is no. It's not. doesn't seem... Um, there's too many unknowns to recommend that and uh and that's coming from the World Health Organization which i know is also trying to um it, it is either being used or is uh, or has a active um push towards suppression and and removal of freedoms so uh under ethical considerations let's read this should be interesting the World Health Organization talking about ethics um so should be the shortest section in the article. But let's see. Uh, Currently, there is a limited access to code. Uh, Yeah, I read this already. So uh, basically what this part, ethical considerations is, is more propaganda to let you um, to already give you the perspective that the vaccine is just not widespread enough the availability of it and so it's unethical to restrict people because they don't have access to it then the poorer countries um have less access to the vaccines um and yeah what an awful that's that's the ethical consideration how about the ethical consideration of of an experimental thing that has very poor research on it and poor um, everything and even just the the concept of the vaccine again, of uh, of this gene therapy, um, uh, the mRNA based ones. I haven't looked into the uh, uh, the the typical one. What was, what was it? Johnson and Johnson and Johnson um, has some um, more typical vaccine. I think you can call that one a vaccine because it, it it's more similar to the the. T- the usuals, uh, where it has a, a aborted fetus uh, tissue, and where they use that tissue to um, culture or grow or or put or install a um, a a dead viral particle from from COVID nineteen. I believe that's how that one works. Again, I haven't looked that much into it. But anyway, the mRNA ones. Uh, this the concept of getting your Altering your body, your genes, so that you produce a a particular uh, spike protein constantly, just for the rest of your life. I mean, just if you go back to episode 144, you'll know that the immune system can create inflammation when it encounters things, and they want an anti, and it's an antibody too, Um, and they want an antibody response. So, does your body? Will your body forever be inflamed, more inflamed because? You you're constantly producing this this spike protein for the rest of your life. I mean, what's how and then how does that affect the rest of your immune system? You know, your other antibody responses. Your um you know look into the again look into what episode 144. There was several there are several um, components to speak about, um, not just antibodies. So um and then legal considerations. Oh, Interesting. Okay, so six meeting of the 14th of January 2021, the COVID nineteen IHR Emergency Committee regarding the COVID nineteen pandemic advised that it is premature for countries to require proof of vaccination for international travelers. Uh, but tell that to Jerusalem, I guess. I like who, who's uh I mean according to some people in um in uh Jerusalem, Israel, sorry. Uh uh, according to some people in Israel, the their, their government made a contract with Pfizer, I believe Pfizer, one of the companies, um, in order to just fully vaccinate the country. So without any uh, due process, without talking about it or anything, the government basically sold its people to the pharmaceutical company. Um, and yeah, so... Okay, so moving on. So that's I mean the legal legality of it and and, and they already have the passports over there. I'm not sure if you know that is I've talked about it a few times. Israel already has the vaccine passports. They're excluding people from society if they don't have a vaccine passport. They're putting their address on a and public record so that they get publicly shamed if they don't take a experimental vaccine for a ninety-nine percent um, Non lethal uh, virus. So, anyway, uh, that is that is it for this article. I have it linked down below if you want to read it and share it with your friends who maybe um, need a little bit more context and, and to borrow the uh, fact checkers' terms, context. Uh, next up, we have Carrie Mullis, which I have a clip for you already. I believe. I would ask this to Carrie.
0: How do they um, misuse PCR to estimate uh, all these so- supposed free viral RNAs that may or may not be there? Uh, if it's, um, I think misuse PCR is not quite, I don't think you can misuse PCR. No, the results, the interpretation of it. See, if you, if you, if you can say, if, 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 they wanted, if, if they could find this virus in you at all, and with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can mo- amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it, just to, to claim that it's meaningful. The the real misuse of it is, is you don't need to test for HIV, you don't need to test for the other 10,000 retroviruses that are unnamed also in the subject. See, somebody that's got HIV generally is gonna have almost anything that you can test for because they have definitely, HIV is a fairly rare virus. There's only one million of us out of 250, 300 million people in America that have that virus. So you have to get around, either your mother had to have it and pass it to you, or you have to really, be paying a lot of attention to people that do have it, and paying only attention to them, and get a pretty good chance of getting it that way. It's hard to get it, but it, if you have it, there's a good chance you've also got a lot of other ones, because you've been in the in the market for. You've been it's been possible for you to get a lot of. It's, it's it's to test for that one and say that has any special meaning is what I think is the problem. Not that PCR has been misused. It's like. It's not an estimation no it's a real it's a really quantitative thing it How tells you it something about nature and about what's there but it, it it allows you to take a very minuscule amount of anything and make it measurable and then talk about it in meetings and stuff like it is important see that, that that's not a misuse that's just sort of a misinterpretation <laughs> <laughs> even after all the these uh, uh, PCR this quantitative PCR that if you just get down to a basic virological count it's still one in a thousand to one in ten thousand, uh, HIV in one to one in a thousand, one in 500 to one in a thousand T cells. It, and there's it is. Now, there's, there's very little of what they call HIV, and what's been brought out here by Philpott and, and, and Isai already, the measurement for it is not, is not exact at all. It's not, it's not as good as our measurement for things like apples. An apple is an apple. You know, you can get something that's kind of like, if you got enough things that look kind of like an apple and you stick them all together, you might think it's an apple. But, and, and HIV is like that. Those tests are all based on things that are invisible and they are, the results are inferred in a sense. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. That's what also, it is, but, um, it's, but it's not, it doesn't tell you that you're sick and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was gonna hurt you or anything like that. That's why it's not,
1: so even if you believe in HIV, it can't tell the difference between virus particles or active live virus. I mean, there's a lot of questions involved. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you have it, the Carrie Mullis clip uh, where maybe one one uh, time where he says the PCR test isn't supposed to be used for diagnosis, doesn't tell you if you're sick or, or not sick or if the thing they found will make you sick um, or anything about that, it's more about uh, just Providing a, a better scope of what's going on in the body, and and not to be used for diagnosis. So, um, so yeah, that's the clip that disproves what the fact checkers are saying. I don't think there's too many uh, easy, easily uh, refuted uh, fact check articles as this one. I think this is the easiest one to debunk. Debunk the fact checkers and say uh, I just watched him. I just watched him say that that he doesn't want that the, his test that he invented isn't used, isn't supposed to be used for diagnosis. So, and your your fact check article needs to be taken down, and you should not be putting notifications on people's posts. And they say that the uh, Carrie Mullis said PCR tests are not supposed to be used to diagnose people and tell people that they're sick. Uh, and I don't have it pulled up right here, but. I did read one, and it was garbage you're like, no, he never said that, and they they have this tone when they write uh, and and tone yeah absolutely can be just you know one sided and and coming from the reader but um but it has this tone in my opinion that the uh, of nonchalant uh, you know oh it's just conspiracy theory that he never said that there's no evidence that he said that, and then sure enough, when you see the evidence when you just hear it from his own mouth. Uh, in a video then you know that that person either didn't do any research or is lying to you paid to lie to you um, or is just ignorant of what they're writing about and promoting a uh, misinformation which is great you can really just turn their own terms against them but um, you know I don't really like their terms All right, so that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, There are always a ton of things to talk about, uh, but these are some of the things that I thought was was a a good highlight for this week or for last week, really. Um, And for more news-based information, just go to the Telegram channel linked below. Uh, you can subscribe to other people's Telegram channels. The High Wire is always a good—I always recommend that because it's a really good show—and um, they do a really good job of actually providing the citations and the um, you know what the references, what they're actually talking about, and and, and why they drew those opinions or thoughts, um, which is the complete contrast opposite of uh, of what people think is news. That people think news is a person in a suit. Uh, you know, just in a very formal and with a good diction, reading a teleprompter, and um, and that's it. You know, that's not what news is. It just should be about journalism. All right, that's it for the Penacea Concept. I'll see you on the next show, which is going to be a health-based show. Let me know if you like how in-depth and in the weeds that I got in episode 144. I typically don't do that far in the weeds but um but i thought it was helpful and if you listen to that episode you will know more and have a better perspective on the immune system than millions and millions of people who are are dosing themselves up with an emergency use uh vaccine gene therapy uh vaccine um and um and honestly i kind of i think that if you're going to tamper with your immune system, shouldn't you get all the facts first before you, you you administer it? Instead of just you know mass vaccination, just shooting people up without letting them know that they're entering into a drug trial, um, you know, it seems illegal, and I then it is illegal, I'm sure, but um, but yeah, so many 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 people are uh, just tampering with something that they don't understand, and uh, and I wish them well. So plenty of links down below to help support you in your health journey. So feel free to check out those links, explore. You can get support in my health coaching group for free. Uh, I only recommend things that I actually uh, use and, and use with my clients and that work. And um, and so yeah, so there are affiliate links down below, which will lead you to more products that I believe are are really high quality and actually work. Again, if you use it properly, there's not there no such thing as magic bullets. You need to know how what you're doing with your lifestyle as well. This, a supplement's not going to fix you. Um, nothing's going to fix you. you. It's a combination of shaping your life and your, your actions to support your long-term health. And um, and with, it, well, with anything in, in your life besides your health as well. So uh, feel free to join the group, use the links below, either get an assessment or take a course on your thyroid, female hormones, um, digestion, I believe are the three available right now. Uh, or yeah, and or uh, join me on my social media channels which uh, I'm on parlor, MeWe, Facebook, which I don't really care for and I don't recommend. And check out my Rumble channel as well for the video versions of everything. Uh, so take care. I'll see you on the next episode of the Pendousia Concepts. Until next time, take ownership, seek knowledge, and take constant action. Bye.